Hello and welcome to another episode of Leisure Time with Duncan and Jonathan. As always, I am Duncan. And as always, I'm Jonathan. And we are joined once again by my lovely sister Sharzad. Um, and <laughs> we don't know when this will be uploaded. We don't know when this will be published. Because, <sighs> but anyway, um. We're going to talk about an interesting thing. So today, we're going to focus on one of my favorite things from my childhood. I'm quite sure very many people's childhood as well. What am I talking about? We're talking about the original Nicktoons. Yeah, the, yeah, the, yeah, the rug, the original Rugrats, the um, and by extension, ah, real monsters. Um, the yeah, Angry Beavers. We're going to be touching on that. Um, Broncos Modern Life got a touch on to the main Yep. So the person that's one I never missed that episode. Yeah, and then you have um, Hey Arnold. Cat dog is in the big one. And I can't, I can't forget the dog crew. Can't forget the whole dog crew. No. That's another one that I never missed the episode. Yeah, that's a fun one. Um, Actually, sorry, I have to get this little anecdote in while I think of it. There was a, a guy at Bangers who, uh, he was just a year younger than me, but he had never seen Doug before. And we were all just making funny, fun of him for it. And we're like, what, you don't know about Patty Mayonnaise? <laughs> so uh, Patty Mayonnaise ended up becoming a pretty big joke in the kitchen. <laughs> yeah, I can imagine that would be. Yeah, uh, it's like I said, it's one of those things where... Okay, now, okay, now, I should probably bring this up now, is you get time to bring this up anyway. But, um, but for the most part of the, Nick, the original Nicktoons era, our household only had basic cable. So, <laughs> so we were, so our exposure to, um, a lot of the later, um, additions, like, like the, uh, like the cat dogs, or the, um, and, and to a certain extent, Angry Beavers was a later addition as well. Um, and Rocco's Modern Life, we got exposed. Most of our exposure to Rocco's Modern Life is as adults looking back, <laughs> rather than. And it's funny because you know my childhood experience. You know, we we had we were fortunate to have cable at our house, and then our grandma's house also yep. had cable. So it's just like one of those situations where oh, Rock, Rocco's on. I can watch it over here. I can go over here and watch. Sometimes the sports coverage would be, <laughs> yeah, that that's because of our, who our grandfather was more than anything. <laughs> you know, it's it's, it's kind of like you know, I, I would compare it at least in my life to you know MTV, where certain certain place you know it's a good idea to watch, but certain places if you know you're at your grandma's house <laughs> and a mighty cool video come on. <laughs> Actually, in regards to cartoons, it was Saturday morning cartoons. They accidentally played a um, Girls Gone Wild video while my sister and I were watching. 
I mean, I don't remember this at all. You know, I was three or four at the time I get told this story. But uh, the reason we got rid of the TV in the first place was because my sister and I flashed our mom at lunch. After, uh, after a Girls Gone Wild ad had accidentally been played during Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. I share a similar story, except it wasn't... It, it was Dari and it got us in trouble. Because, see, I was watching Dari, see? It's another case where I had to sneak it in. Mm-hmm. But I was doing it, and it was the home. It was the episode where they, were, they had that hurricane or that weather event or whatever, and they on right. um, gymnasium or whatnot. So, you know, the father starts singing a song that, you know, was rather, shall we say, um, what's the word I want to use? It, not extreme, but <laughs> had a certain word in it that my brother decided he was going to repeat. <laughs> and it was like, okay, no, no more MTV for both of you. Like, <laughs> since he got in trouble, no more MTV. Yeah, I didn't want to take that chance. Yeah, like, and, and the same goes for Ren and Stimpy because, you know, Ren and Stimpy, I don't know how they got that past Nickelodeon since. I, I really don't know. Looking back on it, it's like, how bad. Yeah, because, I mean, to this day, I have avoided that show even as an adult. <laughs> <sighs> it, it, it can be a bit extreme. You know, I will say it's not for everybody. And I would say, you know, a lot of Rocco jokes you don't get until you get much older. And it's just like, oh. Mm-hmm. It is wild looking back and seeing all the all the little quips and jokes that completely went over our heads as kids. But it's like, whoa, they said that? Yeah, it's like, uh, okay. For example, Chokey Chicken that went then the Chewy Chicken. I ain't understand why they went Chewy Chicken at first, but then when I got older, it's like, yeah, I can see why they changed that. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely understand why they changed it there. Yeah. Yeah, and then you have... Like the whole heifer in the handbasket episode, which is just like on the edge. <laughs> you were right there. Yeah, and in fact, they actually had the little. Then they actually have the welcome to <laughs> sign that had yeah, that had, yeah. had the crossed out and they had it spray painted <laughs> over. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. Then, see, Doug is—it's funny because you can almost put the Nicktoon on the spectrum in a lot of ways. Yeah. Doug was a little more innocent. Oh, you know, absolutely. Yep. Rugrats was. You know, it had a couple references to some older stuff in there. It, it did. Because you got to put a, a humor for adults in there. I didn't get that part. But overall, Rugrats was a little more innocent. Although I didn't catch the It's a Wonderful Life subtext until many, many years later. Yeah, and there's also the fact that they you have, a, you have the babies, but you also he, overhear snippets of what the parents were and, and older relatives were doing. <laughs> and yeah, I mean, and then like I said, there's this one episode. I I think it was one of the ones where where Stu was doing his stupid um, home his uh, slideshow, and then and then Boris picked up the phone and dial and and asked the operator for Doctor Kevorkian's number. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, and you don't real and as and as a as a kid, you don't know what that is, and you didn't realize why your parents or grandparents, in some cases, started laughing. <laughs> the episode where Grandpa's watching them, and and he's got the the like uh, fixes in space seven or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> something. Yeah, I, was I had no idea as a kid what that was, or what it was referenced to. Yeah, and then, yeah, I mean, and then you, yeah, and then you realize it was okay. Well, actually, it was it was a twofer. It was both something inappropriate, but it was also a send up of the standard um, forbidden employment style B movie <laughs> from the fifties. Yeah, I mean, it was like, actually, Jonathan, you, you, I'll just let you uh, tell your experience about how you discovered what Reptar was a reference to. personal favorite part of that show you have the dummy bears yeah but at the same time it's like it's like uh like arthur and crazy bus where it really <laughs> it real. i mean those were based on real things too they were based on <laughs> Yeah. It's not exactly mind control, but put it on and watch the little kids get quiet. I'm, I'm telling you, it works every single time. Yep. That generation, please. Yeah. You won't have to worry about anything. <laughs> you're going you're gonna to do your own thing for a couple You're going to sit there for a couple hours. for a good 30 minutes or whatever. And then, let's see. Hey, I don't made a lot of pop culture references to like men. Well, now you do. At the time, you didn't. You make my girl parts quiver, like. Oh yeah. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and yeah, I mean, and then. Yeah, and I wonder. Think about Miriam and her smoothies. I know what you're putting on. Well, some of them. Yeah, I mean, and then you had. Yeah, I mean, and then you. Yeah, I mean, and then you had to wonder how much of a gap you have. Um, and here's a good way of gauging someone's generation, um, their age range. Just if you can't tell, just ask them what. Um, just have them watch a random episode of Hey Arnold that features 
Helga's father and ask him and, and see if they can figure out what he actually does for a living. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's true. Without any input from you, just just see if they can figure see how long it takes them to figure out what he, what he is selling. <laughs> yeah, because back then, you know that that's what you saw. I mean, obviously, of course, Beaker's kind of had. You know, it goes back to the whole Fresh Prince episode, depending on who you are. You either have a positive conversation with people or you have a negative. Mm-hmm. That, that was kind of like a generational gap back then because either you wanted one or you knew the type of, shall we say, underground profession. And I'm, I'm putting profession in quotation marks here what they do you know you, if you were if you were around a certain subset of that population you kind of knew yeah. why you know Uncle Phil had such a negative conversation to have him but I on over people's heads and that's actually the same way I can feel about Nixon too because a lot of the jokes they won't blend until you reach you know teenage years or yeah, you're right. You're right. Because also the beauty of them is that you know it was something that you were able to watch as a family with all different ages. That's true. Yeah, I mean, like the like um like a good example of this, but this is more an adult thing. But it, it, this is more of a generation gap thing than what was was still valid. It's like I said, it was on the uh, Blu-ray and DVD. Um, re-release for the Back to the Future trilogy. Um, one of the documentaries on there says that they at, at the premiere, different age groups will laugh at different jokes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So it's pretty much the, the similar concept, but um, but like I said, yeah, like I said, like I mentioned, um, and, and also let's get to the Angry Beavers because this is a great. This is one particular, well, sort of a alter ego more than anything. A character that everyone in our age group will know where we're going with this. Whoosh! Yeah, I mean, everybody knows, you know. Yeah. Or, you know, they're buried, that whole character buried, like. Yeah, that's another. I know they caught that right. I know they did. Because that whole character buried is based off of buried white. The older you get, the more you realize, like, yeah, it's supposed to be a takeoff for him. Because, you know, the deep voice, the mannerisms, like, everything about it. Yeah, and when he starts singing. <laughs> yeah, he starts singing. We, we all know that that's a reference to how he was singing. You know, yeah. because he had a very distinctive sound. Like, you really can't compare it to any other singer. It was kind of like the. And then, of course, that whole tree flower thing, that Norbert tree flower kind of, you know, the whole 60s send up in that episode. Yeah, I mean, that's another that's another thing that we should probably mention is that is that at that time, it was it was also, you know, like I said, because that was meant to be viewed as, listen, another thing we should mention about the, Nick, the old school Nicktoons is that they were not talking down to the kids. They were trying to elevate the kids' awareness of various subject matter. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, when Doug got his first pimple, or, you know, yeah. when Judy was learning to 
Carondale Park, which always oh, one. You know, um, let me see. What's another one that I can think of? The Rugrats when they did all their pop culture references because it, it was so many of them you couldn't even catch them all. <laughs> you know, even in um, Mr. Friend episode, which is one of my personal favorite episodes of all time. They, they even had like the whole Terminator thing going on, like the Terminator fun, or what seemed to be like a Terminator fun. <laughs> yeah. Let me see, listen up. Hey, I don't know, they just, they just, they just packed a whole lot of pop culture into that show. I mean, <laughs> pick something, you know, because Mickey K-Line, that whole take off of Babe Ruth, or what's supposed to be like, you know, Mickey Man or, yeah. or Babe that type of old school baseball player that you really don't see much of anymore. Yeah, I mean, yeah, and then you had, um, uh, and then you had, um, on Doug, and, and you also had this on several other shows because he's a stereotype, he's a stereotypical badass, but you also had at least, there was at least one reference to Arnold Schwarzenegger or Sylvester Stallone or even Bruce Willis to a certain extent. <laughs> Or even when um, Rocco had Robo for all, and they had, and like, if you grew up around that time, you knew what Robo Frog was supposed to be. Yeah. Just like, um, on Hey Arnold, they also had Dino Spumoni, can't forget about that, because that's a, you know, that's a Dean Martin, Frank Sinatra, old school crooner that you really don't, yeah, and I know that went over a lot of kids' heads, really don't see that style of singing anymore. Like, that's a, you know, that's a throwback style of singing. You don't really see so much of it. Same can be said for that episode of Rapper where Philbert becomes a lounge singer because, again, it's that old school style of singing that you just don't see it. Yeah, you don't see it. Well, grandparents, you know? Yeah, it was for talking again about, you know, hitting all those generations with one show. And then, uh, the whole mega, the, the fortune cookie episode, which, oh, please, I, I've seen that so many times, I can quote it. <laughs> Why is Megan spinning out a real show? I'm going to win the house. <laughs> 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 Somebody make that happen. I'm going to Megan spin for real. Pay off all my student loans. That's what I want. <laughs> uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah. And... Hey, um, let me see. What's another one that I can think of? Oh, yeah. The I Have No Son episode. How'd I forget about that one? <laughs> that whole, uh, you know, that whole conflict between, you know, the big heads and I guess you could say, I guess I gotta say daughter now. I can't say son no more. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, you know, they changed it in the comics, but, you know, they're, they're child, I'll say. You know, that whole conflict between, you know, what your parents want you to do and what you really want to do. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, a lot of those. And, yeah, I mean, and it's also the fact that I think we bring, I think we brought this up before in at least one episode where. Where a lot of the where you also had a lot of Christmas specials or Thanksgiving specials oh, or guaranteed you were gonna get a Christmas special, Thanksgiving special, Halloween episode, like all all of them was gonna be a given. Yeah. 
there was also a lot of them had wrestling episodes because, like I said, this was when the Monday Night Wars were really going strong. So wrestling was back in the mainstream again. Um, has since gone by the wayside um, mostly because of union rules have changed but you also would have a bunch of episodes with, with the uh, teenagers uh, and the uh, middle school age kids like in Arnold's case where you would always have the episode about the summer job or after school job or <laughs> yeah, I mean, Gerald had that whole business too. Yeah, yeah. I was a good business lesson right here I learned a lot from that <laughs> Yeah. See, they didn't know I was learning, but I was learning, though, because when you had too much supply and no demand, you won't get stuck in a situation where you have a bunch of things that you can't sell and you're stuck based on paying the cost of it. <laughs> it's free. Yeah. You can't do it. And there was an episode where, who was it, uh, Stinky got, um, became the spokesman for a soda and he didn't realize that they were oh, yeah. showing him in a less than favorable light. <laughs> Yeah, that- 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then my personal favorite has to be the one where um where Heifer found out he was adopted, and it was something that was so obvious that it was like, how the hell did he not figure it out on his own? Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, that, that whole wolf dynamic. <laughs> I don't know what's that. They they would be. I put this, but if the wolf family, if they resurrect that whole um, family. Was he just camp straight? Was he straight gay? Was he? Yeah, there's so many yeah, different ways you can read that. <laughs> um, yeah. Episode that became a parody of the first Star of the original Star Wars. That and then it turns out that the owner of the company was fine with losing it. <laughs> Also, the fact that you had a lot of superhero episodes. Um, oh yeah, I was thinking about that. Like, you know, you had entire tropes about superhero alter egos. Quiddle Man springs to mind, which. The man in the silver skater. <laughs> <laughs> and we and we touched on muscular beaver. <laughs> yeah, muscular beaver. You know, we we could also touch on how the beats are kind of like a standard. Yeah, but they're still modern, so it's not like. Which, honestly, I believe that's why the Beatles resurgence kind of happened because, think about it, you saw the Beatles on the, and you had that Powerpuff Girls episode where there's nothing but, you know, Beatles references scattered throughout the whole thing. It's just. Yeah, I would say that contributed. At least on some level. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, and, yeah. I mean, and then you had. Um, now we're not touching. This is just um, 
because you had that, and then there were a few, and there was like really, really big man on Rocco, Modern Life. Um, different networks and, and still and then you had Adam West um really doing well essentially a parody of, a, of himself <laughs> as the 1960s era Batman <laughs> where yeah. <laughs> yeah where you had he, he did a uh, he did a washed up has been t- TV action 1950s era um TV star on the Batman animated series, you had him do a couple of things on Nickelodeon over the years. Um, yeah, Ernest, I forget how to pronounce his last name, forgive me. The, the whole Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy thing, which, yeah. you know, is just other rappers or something that a lot of older, you know, watchers might have picked up on, like, okay, that's, you know, Ernest and Tim, but... Yeah, I mean, we should probably... Okay. All right, yeah, so we went half an hour. Let's bring up SpongeBob, who is essentially the uh, flagship show um, for Nickelodeon, at least nowadays. Um, yeah, you could have predicted that when SpongeBob premiered, and I, was, I saw the premiere when it actually aired, that I didn't think it was going to be... I thought it might get two seasons out of it. That's what I thought. to outperform an actual god <laughs> in his cooking ability. <laughs> yeah, that's how dedicated he is. He's able to outperform an actual god. And <laughs> now keep in mind that he doesn't quite know that his boss is trying to get over on him. Well, that's a debate. He's oblivious. Well, he pretends to be oblivious. He might know, but, you know, But at the same time, he's so passionate about his craft that it's not entirely outside the realm of possibility that he knows he's being shortchanged and he, he just doesn't care. <laughs> Well, actually, in Spongebob's case, I think Bubble Bass would be more the nemesis. Um, 
She when her um, backers showed up, they were a bunch of um, chimpanzees or something. Yeah, because <laughs> <laughs> apparently she, she had. Yeah, and some other species. Yeah, they were not. They were they were smaller. They weren't they weren't human sized because they weren't towering over her, so they weren't gorillas. <laughs> <laughs> Because, 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 yeah, because Sandy is pretty much what sets the scale because she is a squirrel and when she goes on land, it's she is, with the exception of the second live-action film, um, where she, where, where the exception of the second film, where she goes on land, she is always, um, at, she's always to scale, um, with actual squirrels, so. Yeah. <laughs> she's, she's very, she's very knowledgeable in science and also very skilled in karate, so, you know, oh, yeah. karate child, you know where that came from. And, and the main antagonist of, you know, Spongebob the boss is, you barely can see <laughs> Money, 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 money. Yeah. Plankton, you know. Yeah. You know, plankton, crack. <laughs> which, yeah. which, funnily enough, that's fun. Bob is actually my nickname in certain circles because of my enthusiasm. Like, I have a best friend, and her, her nickname, I call her Sandy because she's always active, so she's always yeah. doing something. So it's kind of stuck. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it turns out that plankton and crabs really do have a similar relationship to <laughs> to the characters on the show. It's a weird one because it's, on one hand it's kind of antagonistic, but on the other hand, they, they did have a friendly relationship at one point. Yeah, and, yeah. They, and they do at least tolerate each other to an extent that they aren't trying to actively hurt any. That's like Perry the Platypus and Doofenshmirtz. That's a typical business relationship, you know, where between competitors, everyone that tower over you because you 
want to be number one in whatever it is you do, but at the same time, it's not. It never gets past that. Like it's just one of those things. Yeah, because I, yeah, because um, especially in um, as I said, I think that if Plankton ever cut loose, he could easily take over the world. <laughs> he, he could. He, he knows it. You know, he's got a computer way. <laughs> yeah. We just happen to be married to the person that voices fun by real life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the. Yeah, and it's really funny you bring that up because wasn't um, Plankton's voice act actually Plankton's voice um, on the show was the original was what was what his voice actor auditioned with for SpongeBob <laughs> was, yeah, was like, what it, that origin. It's also funny because you know we were talking about Rock of Minor Light, well, that yep. just happened to be the same voice and feel, which is yeah, that's always true because they they couldn't be further apart from each other. Yeah, yeah, I and mean, then you have um, Tom Kenny did. Uh, yeah, Tom Kenny did a lot of stuff back then. He was on. He was everywhere. <laughs> Which let me see. Heifer, I've always found him to be kind of like your typical teenager, like you know, that sixteen-year-old. Just <laughs> right to, to me. To me, I know he's in the door in the series, but I'm saying personality-wise, he remind me of like that sixteen-year-old and just wanna, you know, wanna. Sunbathe. Eat while sun. You know, we had that whole lit sunbathe while he. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and. Every day is summer vacation. <laughs> no matter if it's dead in the wintertime. No. Vacation time, man. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, and what was it when the aforementioned episode where he goes to. to was essentially hell, um, where, where he finally cottons on to what's going on when he, when the, uh, when the person who was showing him around says, you don't realize where you are yet. There is no remote. Just shy of the 40 minute mark on this one, so. Alright, so we will. Well, so we'll come back to this at some point, we just don't know when. Alright, so. Right, it's just a brief overview, because I think if we do a sub series, we'll touch on each individual show, because it's a lot that we could talk on that. Yeah, oh, yeah. especially since we're able to, for the most part anyway, access a lot of them still. Um, Alright, yeah. so. Okay, so we'll end this here, and, uh, okay, so, signing off for now. So, next time, people, I think, what's a good name for this? 